welcome or welcome back to another episode of the for the healthy host podcast where we talk about conscious living self-awareness and everything in between i'm your host Ree. thank you for joining me and allowing me to be a part of your journey i remember when it was a time when i struggled so bad with getting that intro together and just remembering it remembering it and now i know it like the back of my hand that's growth it's the small things it's the small things so how are y'all doing today I'm feeling pretty good. I woke up this morning and I was a little anxious because I didn't wake up as early as I wanted to wake up to work on my inner self, my inner being. But that's OK, because I remembered the day before, actually the first the two days before I was super tired, I hadn't had enough rest. So I had to give myself that grace and understand that I really needed that extra rest. I pushed through that anxiety. I went to the gym this morning. I ran two miles. I had felt like blocked, stuck, like my heart chakra and my throat chakra was just blocked. And I knew that I needed to release. And sometimes for me, releasing looks like crying, but it also looks like sweating, like going for a good run. So that's what I did today. And I feel so much better. I feel grounded and I'm just happy. I'm grateful that I'm able to do that. Other than that, I got the vibes going right now. I got the Nang Champa lit, sipping my lemon lemon ginger tea. And I just wanted to share with y'all, like, have y'all ever had, so I'm usually a loose leaf girl, but when I'm in a hurry or just want something quick, I will drink like either, I think it's medicinal traditional that's the brand or yogi actually I never drink yogi Travis actually bought some lemon ginger tea by yogi um and that's the one that I'm actually drinking today and the little like note that came on it says your inner self is your inner guide like wait <laughs> your inner self is your inner guide all you need is you dig deeper explore self and the rest will follow. The rest will align. So I just wanted to share that message with y'all today. I don't know what's going on right now, but I literally have this natural high sensation going on. It must it must be because I'm sitting down recording this podcast and the knock champa and the tea and just maybe the little prayer that I did before I started this podcast, before I started this episode. I don't know, but I'm just on such a natural high and I want to hold on to this feeling like forever. But lately I've been really working on, and I say lately, but I mean like for years. I didn't know, but for years I've been working on becoming unfuckwithable. And that's what's on my heart today to kind of just talk to y'all about. So, what does unfuckwithable mean? If you would have asked me a few years ago, maybe like five, six, seven, especially high school me, what unfuckwithable was, it mean can't nobody fuck with me. Like I'm the baddest bitch. But more so in a sense where I was competing with things outside of myself, people outside of myself, right? I would have told you like I'm the baddest bitch and I still am, but more in a in a very different way now you know what I mean so simply put for me it means can't nothing or nobody fuck with you you are at peace with yourself peace with your life at peace with the decisions that you've made and there's nothing that nobody and I mean no negativity that can touch you mentally physically spiritually 
I think to be unfuckwithable, it takes, uh, like a lot of other things that we talk about on this podcast, it takes a strong sense of self, requires you to know yourself, to know how to handle yourself, to deepen the relationship you have with yourself. If you're on a journey of self-exploration, you're already off to a really, really good start when it comes to being unfuckwithable. Jumping right into it, I want to get into some ways that I am learning to be unfuckwithable. So, and these are in no particular order either, but one way is for me to become my own muse for as long as I can remember. I have found beauty and talent and all the good things in not everyone, but like someone. There's always someone that is my muse, someone outside of myself. And in a sense, I guess just idolizing me today, the person I am today, I always say I don't have idols. I don't. I I don't think it's a healthy thing because whenever you have idols, you almost look at this person as unearthly you know what I mean and no one here on this earth is perfect but to kind of just bring it back I've always had a muse whether it be my best friend my I don't know like a celebrity I have always had a muse up until a couple of years ago and I'm not saying don't find the beauty in other people don't find the beauty in the mundane things Because that's what makes life beautiful when you do have the ability to do that. But don't neglect the beauty that is you, the beauty that's within you. And that's exactly what I was doing. And I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I still find myself doing that. But I think it's such a strive for me to realize that I am doing that. I'm giving power to so many beings outside of myself. Don't get me wrong. I love to empower other people, but not at the risk of losing my own, you know, empowering myself. Don't get me wrong, the two can be done, but it took a while for me to find that balance on empowering others without losing the ability to empower myself. And I think what I really struggle with is comparing myself to people. I would see somebody who was super beautiful, someone who was super talented. Someone may have had what I wanted, whether it be something tangible, whether it be career wise, whatever the case may be. And I would kind of belittle myself. It's really hard for you to see the light in yourself when you're comparing yourself to everything and everyone else. It's hard, especially when you've done it for so long and it becomes to be this unconscious thing that you're doing. I find myself unconsciously comparing myself all the time but I think the fact that I notice it you know what I'm saying and I like tap myself on the wrist and be like all right chill out I think that's a huge stride becoming my own muse has looked like stepping away from social media when I need to I can tell when it's time for me to take a break because I follow amazing people. I follow really dope, talented, beautiful beings, beautiful individuals. But when I find myself noticing all or not even noticing, but making up negative shit in my mind, I'm like, all right, it's time for you to step away because you're sounding like a hater. And what I've also had to learn is just because someone else is beautiful doesn't mean I'm not. Just because someone else is talented doesn't mean I'm not. We both can be 
all of these things, all these amazing things at the same time. That's a lesson that I've had to teach myself over and over and over again. But kind of going back to the social media thing, I think spending so much time on there and abundance of time in this digital space can really fuck you up. Like y'all know my relationship with social media is a kind of love-hate relationship, but spending too much time on there can really fuck you up because it's everyone's highlight reel. That's what it is. Like, and it's almost like, is it, is it, is it even a real space anymore? Or was it ever? That's the, I think that'll be a great conversation to even have like on a whole nother like podcast episode, but is it even a real space anymore? I myself try to be as real and authentic as I can be, but there's even some things I don't share on there because I think everything isn't meant to be shown on social media. But I think at the at the forefront of your mind, you have to remember when you're on these um, apps scrolling that this is everyone's highlight reel. So then you start comparing your their highlight reel to your real life. I say all that to say that Sometimes you can lose touch with yourself. You can lose touch with your reality, the reality that you are creating. Becoming my own muse has looked like deepening the connection I have with myself. Finding all the beauty that lives within me, all the beauty that has always been there, but I may have not necessarily seen. Because the thing about it, It's always been there. You just have to find it. You have to kind of step away from apps, people, things, places that almost make you feel like you are losing touch with yourself. And in that time, you know, you journal. All the same shit I always tell y'all that I do. I'm going to keep reiterating until y'all get it. (laughs) But you journal, you Honestly, wake up before the sun rises, before everybody else is up. Because when you do that, the world feels so quiet. I feel like I can hear my thoughts just a little bit better. Wake up early. Get some me time. Spend some time with yourself. You know? It's so funny. I seen a... um. It was like somebody made this parody thing on TikTok. And that was just like how podcasters be. And it was like... They said whatever they had to say. They say whatever they had to say. No, I still didn't say that right. They said whatever they had to say, and they ended it with, you know, somebody tagged me in that. That was like, I love y'all, but this what this how y'all be, you know, you know. But yeah, move your body, eat well, and just start to really think what it is that you like, what you want, what do you love about yourself, and confidence. I think. It's such a tricky thing and it shouldn't be, but it's kind of tricky in the world that we live in. Because if you come off overly confident, um, like, oh, she's cocky, you know what I mean? But who gives a fuck? Like, gas yourself up. You are beautiful. You are talented. You are smart. You're intelligent. But you have to gas yourself. You can't wait for other people to do it for you. Are you going to be waiting forever, forever? So give yourself that love and that grace and those affirmations that you're seeking outside of yourself so that you're able to become your own muse. One more thing I want to say before we move on to the next thing is that I notice when I am eating well, when I am moving my body, everything else aligns. Like I feel so good about myself and it's it's almost like an identity shift. I know I struggle really bad with 
emotional eating. If I'm sad, if someone has pissed me off, I want sugar. But that identity shift has created somewhat of a disconnect with those unhealthy habits that I thought were serving me, but are no longer serving me. Point is, when you start to treat yourself better, talk to yourself better, eat better, move your body, do things that are going to be good for your physical being, but also your soul, also your mental health. It's easier to love yourself. It's easier to become your own muse. So do all the things that make you feel good inside, even if it hurts, even if it hurts in the beginning, because if you're not used to doing a certain thing, it's going to feel strange. It's going to feel uncomfortable. But do that shit even if it hurts. Because to become unfuckwithable, you have to become your own muse. You have to empower yourself the same way that you empower other people. It's within you. It's always been in you. Okay, moving along to our next point. A lot of the reason why we don't go for what it is that we want to do or truly live the life that we want to live is because we care We care so much, too much about what other people think about us. I've done some crazy shit, especially like high school, maybe even further back. I know further back elementary school. I've done some crazy shit just to be liked. Y'all have heard me talk about being someone else just to be liked, to be viewed a certain way, to be perceived a certain way. And shifting these identities based on who I was around. That's fucking confusing. I'm confused for me. I'm confused for y'all. That is the type of shit that wanting to be liked, wanting to be validated by others, by external sources outside of you will do. It'll have you out here looking crazy as fuck. Why is it that we crave that validation from other people and things whether it be you know someone you love your mom your you know your dad or success money luxury the car you drive why is it that we crave that validation I'm gonna tell you it's because we feel incomplete We don't feel that we are enough. There's a hole in us. There's a void in us. And by receiving that external validation, we feel like we're filling that void. We're complete now. But let me tell you, that high, it only lasts a little bit. It don't last for long when it's from external sources. It don't last that long, baby. I literally wrote in my journal. If you haven't seen my new journal on social media, it's so freaking cute I got it the other day <laughs> and I have been writing in it ever since it's, it's giving like Harry Potter vibes it's giving like she's a witch and I love it I'm here for it but I wrote in my journal today it was kind of like I gave myself a prompt because I wanted to heal my relationship with social media looking back I would have never thought that I would have had this uphill battle with you know putting myself putting myself out there after I've I guess touched or reached an I guess an an amount of success reached some goals that I've had anyway I wrote in my journal I was talking about like my relationship with social media and asking myself why do you post on here like what's the point 
And at first, and I think obviously this is still the core, but sometimes I find myself forgetting this. But to connect, I simply just love sharing my life. I love creating and I want to make content. I want to create art that makes others feel other people feel good. That makes me feel good as well. But somewhere along the lines, I kind of lost myself. I use social media as a form of validation. The likes, the follows, the comments, the accolades. I used it as a form of validation. And truth be told, and I've said this before, social media really, I mean, it has its negatives. But I guess bringing it back to what we're talking about, validation, it's me. It's me. I have felt incomplete for years. I don't, I do know what happened truly, (laughs) but in my childhood, something told me that I wasn't good enough, that I was incomplete, that I needed this external validation, right? And every day when I woke up, it was my duty to find that validation outside of myself to complete me, to fill the void, to let me know that I am enough. If this person likes me, I'm I'm good enough. And I'm like, if if they if all these people fuck with me, I got to be good enough. Right. So my point being. I've used sources of, I guess, external sources of validation for years. But right now, social media is playing that role. It's my form of external validation or it was. It was my form of external validation. Now I'm in a space where it's like the success is cool. The likes are cool, but I don't need them. They don't make me. I'm glad y'all fuck with me, but I don't need y'all to fuck with me. Does that that make sense? Like, truly, I'm grateful. I'm honored that y'all fuck with me the way that y'all do, but I don't need you to fuck with me because I fuck with me. I like me. And that's what matters in the end. That's what giving yourself validation looks like. And I won't say that I'm completely immune to criticism, although I'm very much on my way there and it is 100% my goal to be immune to criticism. But I had to learn that not everyone is going to like me. But it, but if I like me, that's all that matters. That's all that counts. Being someone who creates online, especially on YouTube, the U- the YouTube community. Damn, I I cannot talk. But we're gonna leave it in <laughs> the YouTube community. Especially, I don't know if it's because like just random people see your video. Sometimes it's not always your community community. That's the word that keep fucking me up, but it's not always the, the audience that you have built, but they hella trolly on there. Like they be trolling really bad on social media. I really had to teach myself to not give a fuck because people are mean. And if I base my mood, my vibrations based on what someone else said about me, I'm going to be a sad motherfucker and like I can't I can't do it because if I did, I wouldn't even show up. There would be no podcast this week. There would be no content on social media this week because I am learning to understand that I am enough, that I am a worthy being just by being, period. 
I can move forward. No matter what anyone has to say about me, whether it's negative or whether it's positive. It doesn't matter. I'm going to continue to put myself out there because it feels good. It feels good for me. Like I was, again, writing in my journal, talking about creating and social media. My creative process is such a spiritual process. It's like otherworldly. Something takes over me. When, even when I'm on this podcast, when I'm talking, something takes over me. It's not me. Like it's literally my soul speaking. And that, that feels good. It's a feeling that I can't even describe to you. You'll only know if you experience it yourself. You can only like feel this if you experience it yourself. So why would I put that at risk? You know what I'm saying? Why would I put that at risk? That feeling, this natural high, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. So the validation that I once seeked outside of myself, don't get me wrong. I have my ups and downs. I have my days, y'all. I'm a human being. I am a human being. But for the most part, I don't seek it. I know that I'm enough. I know that all I have to do is exist, be authentic, create from an authentic space. And that's enough. That's enough for me. That's truly a level of peace that you can't fuck with. That's unfuckwittable. One more quick thing I want to add on that to just give yourself all that you seek. You want love? Give that give that love to yourself first. You know what I mean? You want validation? Give that validation to yourself first. Because honestly, I think I know that we all just want to be loved and we all want to be accepted. But do you love you? Real last question. Do you love you? Do you accept you? Give that to yourself first. And when somebody else does decide to give that to you, or really, shit, when you decide to let them in, because a lot of times we have a wall up because we have this disconnect with self. We don't love ourselves. We don't we don't accept ourselves. So we sabotage every fucking thing that we come in contact with. But when you learn to love yourself, accept yourself, give yourself that grace, affirm yourself, everything else is just a compliment. You would have been good regardless. But now you have this person who loves you, who you allow to love you. So it's, it's, it's a compliment now. It's just a compliment. That said, give yourself all that you seek and the rest will align. So my next two points, I'm going to kind of put them together and they are trust and embrace the journey and remember to be resilient adapt and just be flexible so in this little life of ours we have these goals we have certain things that we want to attain whether it's physical mental or spiritual or spiritual we have things that we want to manifest on this journey that we're on my problem is and I'm learning, but I've been wanting everything to work out exactly how I thought it was going to work out in my mind. And there is nothing that I've done. And I mean, literally nothing that has worked out exactly the way that I thought it was going to work out, whether it be for better or for worse. It didn't work out how I thought it was going to work out. And although it may have pissed me off in the moment, 
in hindsight, that shit is really beautiful. It is really, really beautiful. The fact that you get to create something. All right. First of all, let's let's take a step back. You get to have this idea, this thought. Right. And then you create it. But you really don't know. I guess in the creative process, you don't know how it's going to turn out. You just know that you have this amazing idea. What I found that is nine times out of 10 shit turn out way better than you could have ever imagined it. Yeah, you might have hit a few, you know, bumps in the road. You might have had a few problems with this thing, with this idea. And sometimes that idea is life, really. Like, it's just life. But when it was all said and done, you couldn't have even fathomed how beautiful, how miraculous this thing is. And that is so beautiful to me. And I have to often remind myself that even when I think things aren't working out for me, they really are working out for me. Maybe this particular thing wasn't for me, you know, and sometimes I find that, too, I want something so bad, so bad. But then when I get it, it wasn't even all that I thought it was going to be cracked up to be. So maybe that's what it was with that thing for you and I believe in my heart that if one thing don't work out for you there's something even better that's more fitting that's more aligned with who you truly are what I've learned is that all I can do is put my intention out into this world and make sure that my my elections <laughs> make sure that my actions align I was trying to I guess combine those two words but Make sure that my actions align with the intentions that I put out into the universe. Because if those two things don't align, then really, it really don't matter. But if your intentions or if your actions align with your intentions, you're planting these seeds. Everything that you want is going to manifest in a way that's bigger and better and more beautiful than you ever wanted it. But I think where a lot of us kind of lose sight lose faith a little bit is when something quote-unquote bad happens to us when we enter a little bit of a struggle you know we lose that gratitude and it's it's not fair to ourselves it's not fair to God it's not fair to the universe the divine whatever you refer to the higher power as it's not fair it's conditional. You know what I mean? Like you loving me and you grateful when you have all the things that you wanted to have. When everything you wanted is right in front of you, which everything you want, everything you need is always right in front of you. Let me go back. Everything you need is always right in front of you. But it's not fair. Like, why are you only fucking with me when I'm doing exactly what you told me to do? That's not that's not unconditional love. That's not real love. So it's unfair. And I know you've probably been in a situation where, or I guess the type of relationship, and it doesn't always have to be romantic. It could be platonic, your sister, brother, mom, I don't know, whoever. But I know you've experienced a relationship where they only good with you and you doing exactly what they wanted you to do. You know that felt shitty. Why would you do the universe like that? 
Why would you do that? Express gratitude on this journey for everything. The things that you don't even feel like you should be grateful for. Like, you know what? I'm glad my tire, like I literally had a flat tire last week. I'm glad my tire is on flat today because I'm going to Memphis Monday. I literally went to Memphis the next day and it could have went flat on me when I was in Memphis, when I was away from home. So I'm grateful that it happened today in this moment. Find the gratitude in every single thing, even the shit that you think you shouldn't be grateful for. When your actions align with your intentions and you find gratitude in every moment in the mundane, not only when shit good, when shit gravy, but all the time, it will all align and it will also teach you a bit of resilience. It'll teach you a little bit of adaptability. We all get knocked off our square every once in a while. We all do. And this is going to sound so cliche, so fucking cliche. I don't even want to say it, but if we get up, we get back up. There's a little bit more fighting us, right? That's the most important thing. Being able to get back up after you're knocked down is what matters the most. And even thinking back to things not working out exactly how we thought they were going to work out. For example, if I'm working on a creative project and I had this idea to do it this way, but that way it just didn't work out how I thought it would. Well, now I got to be adaptable, right? I got to look at it from a different angle. And when you're able to look at things from one, an angle that you never looked at it before or an angle that Probably nobody else has ever looked at it before because there's only one you and nobody thinks the way that you think. That's when magic starts to happen. That's when we start to create these beautiful things that you can't even deny. Like that shit was like it was a soul session when I created that. That was my soul speaking. That's the beautiful thing about resilience and adaptability. It lets me know that I have options. If this thing don't work out, well, I can look at it from a different way and create something even more beautiful that I didn't even know that I had within me. And you can even apply that same scenario to life. And I use the word create a lot because that's just a word that is heavily used in my vocabulary. But I'm not always talking about art. I'm talking about life. When you wake up, you're creating your life. When you eat healthy, when you journal, when you do all of these beautiful things, shit, even when you're doing the things that aren't so good for you, you are still creating life. Life in itself is a creative act. And so that's why I use that word so often. I just wanted to clarify that because I wanted to. But yeah, make sure you're trusting and embracing your journey. Every single part of it, no part needs to go unembraced because when you trust the journey, when you understand that what's for you is for you and can't nobody fuck that up, what's yours is already yours. When you understand that, nothing can touch you. It's a level of peace that is unfuckwithable. I know for a fact that what's mine is mine. Even when it feel like, you know, things aren't going the way that I want them to go, that I expected them to go. 
what's for me is for me. No one can get in the way of that. And those bumps in the road, that's teaching me resilience. That's teaching me to be flexible and adaptable, which is necessary in life. Now, for the last part of this episode, I want to implement some of the research that I discovered when, when, when taking notes uh, for today's episode. So I stumbled upon this podcast called Mind Valley, and it's crazy because I used to see like ads on YouTube from. I think, I don't know if it's necessarily just a podcast. I think it's like a whole movement, but I used to see this all the time called Mind Valley. And I think his name is Vashon. Vashin, I don't know how to pronounce it, but he gave really tangible ways to becoming unfuckwithable. Three steps. And it's funny because all of these steps I had written down on my notes already. I had written down on my notes already, but I just love the way that he gave these steps. And I'll make sure that I leave that podcast episode in the notes, in the show notes. Step number one is radical forgiveness. I have a really hard time with forgiveness because I'm going to hold a grudge. But I I don't need to because when you forgive, and I know we hear this all the time, but when you forgive somebody, it's much more about yourself versus them because you're carrying this weight with you, on you, all these years. You're carrying this weight. And once you forgive that person, that person may even be yourself. It's a release. It's like a weight lifted off your shoulder. It cleanses you of negative energy. It Honestly, it's like a reality shift. Oh, I wanted to say that these three steps, they help you deal with your past, your future, and your present. And forgiveness obviously helps you deal with the past. Within this exercise, step one is to feel the anger for one, two, shit, three, four, five minutes if you need to. I think for a little while, I thought that I don't need to feel. I don't need to feel angry or sad And kind of just suppressing those emotions. But the truth be told, these emotions are a part of the human experience. And they shouldn't be suppressed. Because if you continue to suppress them, you're going to become numb. So when you are ready, when you think you're ready to feel these emotions, you won't even be able to feel them because you've suppressed them for so long. But no, feel the anger, feel the hurt, feel the pain. Because in order to get over it, you have to go through it. You have to feel all of it. So feel the anger. And the next thing you want to do is visualize your younger self or the person who did you wrong. Visualize them right in front of you. And then you want to empathize. What could have been the reason that they did what they did? Why did you did what? Why did you do what you did? to yourself you know what I mean empathize I've learned that empathy is the highest form of learning and by empathizing you'll begin to understand it from that person's point of view maybe this person hurt you because they have been hurt and that's all they know and we know that hurt people hurt people maybe 
that person stole from you because they felt like that's what they had to do in order to feed themselves. I don't know. I'm just trying to think of some things. But, yeah, empathize with that person, whether it be a younger version of yourself or someone who has done you wrong. And for me, I feel like the person that I need to forgive is not only my younger self, but also my parents. I literally seen a post on TikTok that was like, I don't know who needs to hear this, but forgive your parents. Forgive my mom. She did the best she could. She did the best she could. The way she, y'all know, if you've listened to any of my previous episodes where I talked about grieving the old version of myself and reparenting myself, she did the best she could. She thought that she needed to yell at me to get through to me, to under, for me to understand her. That's just empathizing, you know? And my dad, he wasn't there at all. He wasn't there for me. And I'm not going to lie, it's not until recently where I was able to really be real with myself and express the anger and the sadness that I had, that I still have, because he was not there for me. Because he didn't protect me and love me the way that I needed to be loved. But I forgive him. I forgive him. (sighs) Forgiveness is such an amazing tool that allows you to detach yourself from past experiences. So you can create new ones that serve you. Because truth be told, when we are walking around with these grudges and we haven't forgiven ourselves or those who have done us wrong, we're living in the past. We're a manifestation of our past. So we're going to keep repeating that same cycle. So forgive yourself. Forgive those who hurt you. And I know it's a difficult thing. It can be very difficult because you've been walking around for so long with this hurt and with this pain and with this sadness. But you got to let it go. On your own time. I'm not rushing you. I'm not rushing myself. Forgiveness is, I believe, a lifelong process. So be gentle with yourself. But forgive. So I touched on this a little bit earlier, but this is actually the second step. I'm not going to go too deep on it because I already talked about it in the beginning but it's not just me and I've I've learned this I've realized this it's not just me that thinks that I'm not enough it's the world it's literally an infecting disease on humanity we believe that we are not enough but you are you are enough just by existing There's no need to fill a void with external things. Because like I said before, it won't last very long. It won't last that long. Give yourself all that you seek and understand that just by existing, you're enough. Just by being, you're enough. You're a worthy being just by being. And it's so crazy that because like if you've been here you know like there's some shit I've been saying you are enough and to hear someone who is I don't know I guess accredited and have these like degrees 
Because the woman who spoke on this, her name is Melissa Purr, I believe. I hope I'm not getting that confused. But she literally has this whole movement where she helps celebrities and people who other professionals and like doctors just cannot get through to. And she just tells them, like, you're enough. You think you're not enough. You keep sabotaging this relationship. You keep doing X, Y, Z because you think you are not enough. But I'm here to tell you that you are enough. And to hear her say that brings everything full circle to me. For me. Because y'all know that's something that I've been saying. And it let me know that I'm on to something. <laughs> but you are enough. And what she simply does is tell her clients to tell themselves, write it on a mirror, write it down on a piece of paper on a daily basis that I am enough. Simple. Something simple like that has given so many people breakthroughs and clarity. I think it's because we don't realize that we don't think we're enough. We don't realize it. But your actions will surely show if you believe you are enough and if you don't believe you're enough. But when you finally realize that you are enough, it gives you the power. It gives you the unfuck with ability to fulfill your mission on this earth without fearing anybody else's opinion. Because you realize that you are enough. You are good enough and worthy of love. You're good enough and worthy of the career you want, the life you want. You are enough. I am enough. We, we're enough. Just as we are. Just by existing. Okay, and now to wrap it up, because your girl is getting kind of hungry. But we are genuinely just coming to the end as well um ground yourself this is something that's going to help you in the present moment and that's just grounding yourself and freeing yourself from stress in the present moment because truth be told shit is gonna happen we can only control ourselves so people are going to do things they're going to say things that's probably going to piss us off i'm not saying don't feel the shit because we're human beings. We are emotional beings. So it's only natural. It's only humans, not humans. It's only nature's course for us to feel. Right? Every action has a reaction. In the past, I used to be so, so angry. Like if somebody would say something to me that pissed me off, it could be something small even. I would get really angry. Number one, it's because I wasn't grounded in who I was. And number two, it's because I had a lot of anger, a lot of hurt and pain built up. Because guess what? Going back to that first one, I hadn't forgiven myself and those who I felt like did me wrong. But this last thing is called a minute of mindfulness, which I have the intention to practice mindfulness every single day of my life if you're not new here you've heard me say that before you've heard Travis say that before just a moment to breathe 
to express gratitude because truth be told, life gets really crazy. Life can move really fast sometimes. And you have to breathe to bring yourself back to center, to ground yourself. So that's what this last step embodies. So what you need to do is bring your attention to something that is in front of you. For me, it's my monitor. My computer monitor is in front of me. And just breathe. In through your nose and out. How many times have you taken a deep breath today? Shit, how many times have you taken a deep breath this week? I've taken a few, but not as many as I feel like I need to. Find a time and a space to just breathe. Whatever your eyes is laid on, whatever is in front of you, take a minute to just kind of study that thing. Like, notice things that you didn't notice before about it. Like, my computer monitor is pretty fucking dirty right now. (laughs) It's pretty dirty. Or, I don't know, I record in Logic Pro, so I'm noticing little functions and buttons that I didn't notice before. Whatever you are looking at, whatever is in front of you, take a minute to really study it. Take a minute to be present with that thing. A few things that was said in the podcast that I listened to is stress is when you're paying attention to everything except what's right in front of you. And I believe that to my core, because when we're stressed, it's rarely about what's in front of us in this moment. Stress actually takes us out of the moment. When we're stressed, we're thinking about the past and or the future, not the present. But by doing this exercise, by breathing and seeing what's in front of you, you have no choice but to see or but to be in the present moment. And to end it off, I'm going to read this quote that I heard as well that really spoke volumes to me. You're allowed to have this moment and not fear that giving yourself this moment will deprive you of a future moment. This moment stretches time. It gives you space and allow you room to breathe. That being said, this exercise and just practicing a bit of mindfulness every single day, whether it's a minute, two minutes, will really help you not only in the face of adversity, but just it'll help you come back to center. It'll help ground you. On that note, that is all I have on this episode of being unfuckwithable. I know I've shared my ways and what I'm learning and all the ways that I connect to self, but I love hearing from y'all. I genuinely learn so much from all of y'all. So let me know what habits you're embodying on your journey to unfuckwithability. And yeah, I'm sending you So much love, so much peace, and everything you need in this moment. Until next time. Bye.